Hey everybody, my name is Michael Bergamo. This is Trey Hayden. Say hi, Trey. Hello. Hello. Hi. Uh, this is our inaugural episode of Updates and Patches with Code Blue Technology. We thought this was an appropriate title based on the things that we're going to give you today. Updates and patching that knowledge. Uh, on today's first episode of this, we're going to go into one of my favorite offerings of Code Blue Technology, Code Blue Cloud. We're going to talk about what it is, who it's really, really good for, and kind of the state of the union on our very excellent service that we provide to the greater Richmond area and those here and abroad. Uh, so I'm going to ask you a few questions about what it is, uh, where it stands today, and what we're going to do for it in the future so that you, the wonderful people that have elected to watch this, can take this to the world and tell everybody else about it. I'm just kidding. Uh, so in the meantime, uh, on, 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 the, on the subject of private cloud, what is private cloud? What, who, what, how? Let's start from the top. Trey, what is private cloud? So uh, first off, we should start with what cloud really means, which is computing that's outside of your, your own walls, right? So uh, cloud started back in the early 2000s, late 90s, if you will. It was called ASP back then, Application Service Provider. Today it's called cloud. It's basically the same thing. Your servers, your, your main infrastructure, data storage and things are not stored in your office. They're stored typically in a data center, somewhere that's uh, Fort Knox for computers. So if I was a business owner and I said, you know, I really, really, ha I have like a couple of proprietary applications, uh, things that I've purchased from other places. Uh, and usually I used to, I used to just put a server in the closet and serve them out of that. Is that, is that kind of what private cloud is like back in, except it's, it sounds like that, but it's not a cloud at all. It's just, it's all beholden to the piece of equipment in the closet. Has that changed? Um, it has changed because now what's happened in the evolution is simply that hardware is so powerful and robust that the technology has advanced to the point where we can take one piece of hardware and host multiple servers from one piece of hardware, economy of scale. Um, what makes, what puts the private in private cloud is that it's just for you. So unlike a public cloud, things like Dropbox, OneDrive, things like that, private cloud means it is hardware, resources, things that are dedicated to you and your business, um, not shared in the typical sense. Um, CodeBlue started a private cloud, CodeBlue Cloud as we call it, because we knew that our customers here in Central Virginia um, we're probably not going to be comfortable shipping their data into a large public cloud, you know, where you, you approach those companies and you say, well, where does my stuff live? And they can't tell you. Uh, with CodeBlue Private Cloud, we can take you on a data center tour. We can show you exactly where your data lives. We're geographically diverse, just like many public clouds are. We replicate to other parts of the United States, so we offer that same sort of redundancy and coverage, but we can tell you where your data lives 24 hours a day. That's interesting because, you know, a lot of times we have a conversation with somebody that says, you know, oh, I've, I've just invested in a cloud. I've just, I went out and I bought, uh, you know, one of the packages that I, I recognize in 365 or, uh, you know, G Suite or Google. What is it? How, how does that platform differ from what Code Blue is offering from what I can do with it? Well, so when you go to a platform such as those, um, you're fitting your business into the box that they've created. Right, so they have an offering that that they've designed to meet the common denominator, if you will. But with private cloud, it's not like that. It's like the other ways that Code Blue approaches solutions for clients. Tell us what you need. Tell us what's important. We design that cloud offering around those things. We don't ask you to fit the business into a box that's already been created. And you know, 
I, I love kind of the story, the genesis of how Code Blue Cloud came to be. It's much like most of the products that we offer today anyway. Um, you know, kind of rolling the clocks back, I think back to 2012 maybe, even maybe a little bit further than that. Uh, we had a customer come to us and say, you know, you guys have always taken care of my server. You've always taken care of my desktops and everything inside of my practice. I think it was a medical practice at the time. Um, what do you think is going to be the, the future of cloud? And we said, well, let's let's make it. He said, can't you just do this? Like, I really hate buying servers every three, four, five years, whatever it is. Can can we alleviate that need and, and break that into something that's more manageable, turn that into a service? Uh, and I think we, we looked at each other and said, yeah, I think we can do that. Absolutely. Uh, and, and ever since then, we, we have we have scaled that up. And, you know, even as early as this morning, uh, looking to push even more resources in as whatever the world is going through right now is is calling on us to say we want more of that. Uh, that's really what led today's topic because I, I do feel like a good chunk of the world hasn't either heard of Code Blue Cloud, doesn't know necessarily what's involved in it, or how to how to scale the differences between what I've seen on the Super Bowl ads versus how does that really fit my business? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted to address all that today. Um, so from Code Blue Cloud's genesis, 2012, 2011 uh, to today, uh, what what advancements have you have you seen? Uh, uh, you know, kind of as a as a move forward from just hosting just plain old servers. Sure. So uh, Code Blue got into the cloud business uh, the day that we opened in 2003. Uh, we were working with a software development company in Richmond at the time, and we stood up uh, ASP servers, cloud servers in today's language, in a data center back then that hosted educational records for school systems on the other side of the country. Um, We also hosted practice management software for yet another customer, again, back in those times. So I'd just like to draw attention to the fact that our experience goes way, way back uh, before this was a popular thing to talk about. As far as how Code Blue's cloud has evolved since inception, um, it it started to host data and it started to host servers. Today it hosts phone systems, it hosts uh, disaster recovery sites for other businesses. They can replicate their infrastructure into ours to become their disaster recovery business continuity site. Um, we're hosting desktops in that cloud now. Um, lots of different things. And again, it circles back to let's understand what you need. Let's understand what the problem is that we need to solve. And we have the variables to be able to make that come together. That's awesome. You know, from, from my vantage point, you, know, the, you mentioned DR. DR is a disaster recovery, which has always been kind of a checkbox in conversation in IT, but now is actually requiring more of a strategy. Uh, what I've noticed just since the world has shifted to, to telecommuting is that the DR site is now becoming the site that you work in and out of every day. What has Code Blue Cloud done to, to push that a little bit further? I'm, I'm thinking in the vein of failover from our failover. Um, so what we've done to progress that is, as you said, I mean, a lot of a lot of times we started in Code Blue Cloud as somebody's DR provider, and they said, well, gosh, it makes more sense for you to be production and for DR to be with us, right? So uh, the most important pieces are always available in the cloud, and we only fail away from that if you know something were to cause that to happen, which I can't even think of what that might be. Um, you know, disaster recovery used to mean everybody thinking that I had to buy all the same stuff I already have and go put that somewhere else, which is a major capital expenditure. There are services like ours and others that will basically give you a, a mimic of your infrastructure to be your disaster recovery, and you pay a fraction of the cost for that, uh, but it's every bit as reliable. Uh, 
that's that's it is, it's helpful too because you know from from some of the conversations I've had with customers, they are always interested in say, well, I, I just bought a piece of hardware. You know, what what can I do with that hardware uh, to to make it cloud accessible? Um, and I know we have we have a bunch of ways to to do that, but I, I was it's the the one reason that I get to use all the time that makes me so proud to have Google Cloud as an offering. Um, and I'm I'm going to let you kind of deliver that that news, but. Uh, the flexibility that our data center has in order to, to put hardware inside of it. But have you have you experienced that where somebody has said, you know, I, I just have a brand new server, but I really just, our internet is up and down at the office all the time, and I just, I'm never sure if the power is going to be up or not, or, you know, if there's a weather event, I don't want to have to go and, you know, literally carry the server somewhere else to get it up and available. Uh, you, you, have you seen that happen in, in, in recent times? Definitely. Uh, people buy new hardware, and then uh, they decide that, as you said, some factor makes them start to think about how can I make this more reliable. So Kubu Cloud has a co-location component. So we take your hardware, we put it in the same data center where the Kubu Cloud lives, and we tie it into the cloud. So here's your hardware. You're not losing any of that investment. You're paying a small fee to have that co-located in, in the perfect place for a computer, temperature control, physical and virtual securities, all those good things. Your hardware lives there until its life expectancy reaches the peak. And then you get to decide, do I continue with co-location? Do I go ahead and buy another server because it's mine? Or do I go ahead and reach into CoBlue Cloud and start using the resources that are there? Um, and actually we can do a hybrid of that, right? So if, if your server runs out of space and you just need space, don't throw the server away. Let us give you some storage from CoBlue Cloud to supplement what you need. Got it. And if I, if I was trying to get started with CoBlue Cloud, what do I need at my office to make that a thing? All you need at your office for that to work is a good, solid, reliable internet connection. You know, we have customers that are simply running on Comcast broadband, but they're located in a place where that broadband quality is really good and the uptime is also good. We also have customers running on all kinds of fiber products. Uh, the good news about our data center is, is that we've got fiber there from almost every carrier that services Richmond. So you can take it simply from a secure internet connection with VPN um, all the way up to a dedicated fiber circuit from your building to the data center uh, where you know that that availability is going to be top notch. Got it. That's it, it, heartwarming for me because right now is a good time for, I think, all businesses, uh, especially looking at their, their kind of firewalling device, their, their endpoint device that's controlling their internet and egress and ingress coming in and out. Uh, because so many of these ISPs are coming to the table now saying we've got a great deal for you we're gonna we're gonna double your bandwidth we're gonna give you a ton of bandwidth and a, and a huge path to the internet uh, that firewall devices could potentially be the bottleneck uh, to allow you know not just your full investment to not be fully realized but also uh, not be sized correctly for the load coming into the to the building to get back to the data center uh, it's a conversation we're having more and more with customers that are getting interested in the cloud, but not necessarily ready to, uh, you know, to, to replace everything in the office. Uh, and it's it's just one of those pieces of conversation that we don't have. We don't you don't hear nearly as much of it when we're when we're being told that oh, I'm going to Azure or I'm going to, um, you know, one of the 150,000 other cloud providers in the world because of that consultation piece. They're never really led through the conversation to say, well, this is this is the way to go because as you said in the beginning of this. They want you to fit into a box. They're not interested in your particulars. They're not interested in making sure the cuffs reach all the way to the end of the you know to the to the end of the wrist. They want it, they want you to fit into what they've given you, um, which almost invariably leads you to paying for something you're not getting. Yeah, 
you know. Yeah, one of the things we see most often is uh, the ISP calls our customer with a great deal on upgraded bandwidth, uh, but never coaches them through identifying what their firewall can actually support. So if the firewall is five plus years old, it's gonna cap a lot of times at 100 meg or something like that. Comcast and Fios are offering speeds at over a gig these days. So people sign up for that, they commit to that monthly expenditure, but yet they can't make use of what they just bought. Yeah. So always call your technology provider, us or whomever, and look at the rating in your firewall. Make sure that you're not saying yes to your ISP and yes to monthly expense without being able to realize that with your workforce. We just, we actually just had this, a wonderful customer, you know, had been approached by Fios. Uh, they were sitting at 75 over five and they said, this is a legacy plan. This is never, you know, we don't even sell this anymore. It's the thing we hear all the time. Uh, you need to go to the 300 over, you know, 25 or 50 or whatever it is. We're going to keep your price the same. We're not going to mess with you at all. You just need to sign for another two years. Of course, I'm going to be in business forever. Yeah, we'll go ahead and do that. And we stopped and said, okay, so you, and this was a case where the firewall was modern, but everything behind the firewall, the switches, everything else behind that was 10-100. And we said, time out, time out. Yeah, you'll see that. You'll get, you'll get great speed to the modem and maybe even through to the firewall, but the second a computer is plugged into that switch, immediately you stop at 100 miles an hour versus the 300 miles an hour that you're paying for. Uh, that to me you know, was a huge red flag. And they said, well, they, they came in and they checked and they said our firewall was good. I said, yeah, but everything behind the firewall isn't. And this is a customer that's just going to uh, cloud-hosted uh, voice over IP. Um, unfortunately, not with Code Blue. This was a, this was a, an acquisition deal where they had to use the incumbent's phone system. Um, but nevertheless, you know that that consultation had never happened. It was just, well, this is this is going to be good for your bottom line, even though you're not going to be able to see everything. And we were able to prevent, uh, you know, a, a, a really disappointed customer turning up and turning on everything day one and saying, well, it's not any faster. And that, that was a great opportunity for us. It was, it was a heartwarming thing for us as, as an account manager to help somebody like that. Um, but but it, it is a conversation that's happening more and more every day now. Mm -hmm. Like It's just, if you don't have the, those series of questions, or you don't know to, to look, you will always look at your bill and say, what am I paying for? This doesn't feel faster to me. It doesn't feel like we're getting more done. Uh, for little simple things like aging hardware, just hiding somewhere in the network, uh, all of this is part of a cloud hosting conversation to make sure that your path forward is is uh, is completely unobstructed. Um, and I'm really glad we did this. I, I think this, was, this has been uh, really interesting. Uh, you know, I'm hoping I'm hopeful that some of you got you know, gathered some of this uh, as useful. We're, we're going to take questions all the way through down in the comments below. But if you have anything specific to your business, if you want a meeting with somebody uh, to see if cloud hosting is the right fit for your business, or it's uh, it would it would help offset. Uh, even in a hybrid model where you keep some portion of your business on-prem, move some of it to the cloud to get that resiliency, we love to sit down and talk with you all day long. Uh, I'll leave my contact information in the information below. Uh, you can reach me any time of the day or night, mbergamo at codebluetechnology.com or our main number, 521-7660. Trey, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Yep, we're here to help.